What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae, episode 129. Everybody, what's going on? What's cracking, lacking? And in the good words of my friend Patrick, what is shaking and baking? What's going on, peoples? How's everybody doing on this great um, on this great Sunday uh, here in the good old uh, U.S. of A.? You know, um, shout out to everybody that's listening to me, you know, from Philippines to the U.K. to... Texas to California to here in Michigan. You understand what I'm saying? I appreciate you. I love you. Um, thank you for appreciating me and thank you for just tuning in and checking your boy out. You feel me? We are on Facebook Live right now, of course. Um, I'm doing this new thing, right? And um, we got a we got really really good um, responses from uh, being on Facebook Live. Um, I've tried it out numerous of times and everything, but um, trying now doing it we, we we're concretely doing it now uh with uh my recording day so sundays and wednesdays are literally my record days that's when i record for my podcast so literally just trying to en- engage and interact with you know my peoples you feel me that you know fuck with the kid and everything like that so i appreciate y'all for coming through um before we actually get into the show let's let's pay some bills real quick let's hit these uh these advertising partners up so <coughs> jesus oh lord so, so of course we got to hit up our um, we got to hit up Amazon Audible um, as an advertising partner. So Amazon Audible is the world's largest producer and provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books with a customer centric uh, approach to technological innovation and superior programming. Audible has reinvented a media category and is the driving force behind uh, today's audio um, entertainment revolution. Now Audible has not only books that you can um, choose from; they have guided wellness programs. They have theoretical performance, and they're creating Audible Originals right now on the app that you can't get anywhere else. So listen, I know that a lot of us are getting into the reading. A lot of us are getting more into just diving in and just getting ourselves together. So right now, I know for all you readers, for all my readers out there, audibletrial.com forward slash the T-O-B podcast. Not the, but just T-O-B podcast. You get 30 days free. With your free book on me, you feel me? Like just, just get it. You know what I'm saying? Just go ahead and get that real quick. I'll drop everything in the description boxes. It's on my website. Literally, it's at the bottom of my website. You can go to my website at www.taranzahicks.com. Literally, the 30 day free trial over is right there on my website. All right. Listen, we also got to pay some bills when it comes to the best, and I mean the best chicken and fish spot in Grand Rapids. I'm, I'm only talking for a brother. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, make sure that y'all check them out. They are open every Monday through Saturday from 10 to 11, right? They still have regular times open, but it's only pickup, curbside, and Uber Eats, Grubhub, or DoorDash, okay? So this week, these last two weeks of our um, of our partnership, we are doing a catfish nugget and fry special with a can of pop small for $6.99. So make sure that you uh, hop in your hoopty in. You know, hit up on uh, on Four Brothers. They have two locations: 1975 Madison Avenue Southeast and uh, 4720 South Division Avenue in Grand Rapids. All right. So if you are in the Grand Rapids area, make sure that you go check out the best chicken chicken and fish spot in the city, and that's Four Brothers. You feel me? Listen, I hope everybody has been having a great, great, um, a great, great week. You know what I'm saying? A brother can't complain. You know, I could. You know what I'm saying? A brother could complain. Like, it, it, it could happen. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to. 
there, there's no need to, right? I don't, I don't think for me there's a need to complain. There's not a need to sit here and try to, you know, tell y'all the bad things because we all struggling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we all struggling out here. You feel what I'm saying? Like there is nobody that's not for real struggling unless you're probably the one percent. You understand what I'm saying? So um, I can complain and everything about this, this, and that, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I'm just grateful. Every time I wake up in the morning, I'm always grateful to be alive. You feel what I'm saying? So um, always thankful and uh, just blessed to be able to um, just be able to, um, you know, see another day and everything. But, of course, you know we got a good show for you. Not a long show today. You feel what I'm saying? Because, of course, it's quarantine. A lot of people haven't been doing shit, right? Entertainment news has just been really news, right? And here's the thing for me. I'm not going to keep talking about everything that CNN keeps talking about, right? Like, there's there, there needs to be a point in the media game where there has to be a point of just cut that shit the fuck off. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Like, you can only talk about a story just so fucking much, right? So, I'm, I, you know, I try not to harp on the stories that you know, are just, they're big name stories, but they don't generate a lot of um, actual, you know, reorganization or attention. Like, yeah, you get that attention, but nothing's happening after the attention. You know what I'm saying? So I try to bring attention and action to those stories that actually don't get the much, right? So um, we don't have a lot today. We're going to talk about the Luda and Nelly uh, live. You know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, niggas is really outside out here um, because, you know, the states are, the United States is literally opening back up, right? It's just slowly opening back up. Um, I'm briefly, and I mean briefly, because I haven't seen shit. I'm briefly going to talk about this, uh, this Kevin Gates thing. Um, allegedly, Kevin Gates has sex tape out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, the Democrats, uh, or the House has passed a $3 trillion bill on, um, stimulus packages, you know, bringing some more of those out of the game and then, um, loan forgiveness. So we'll, do, we'll dive into that. Of course, we're going to dive into Takashi 69. This man has literally in his mind been on fire. Um, we're going to talk about Bezos being on track to be a trillionaire by 2026. We're going to briefly discuss that. Um, honestly, y'all, I didn't have an MVP of the week, but I think what I'm just going to do is just shout out, give my MVP of the week to all the essential workers out there, especially the nurses and doctors. You know what I'm saying? Like, particularly nurses and doctors, right? Because y'all are in there testing these people. You understand what I'm saying? And if you're doing it right, like, you know, it is, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. You know, you are in a hospital full of people who could be sick, not even just from COVID, right? And the fact of the matter is, y'all don't, first of all, y'all don't get paid enough. That's that's just, that's just period. Y'all don't get paid enough in the medical field to help our sick asses. That's just what it is. Or help your sick ass, right? Like, it, it just, it, 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 it just sometimes, it just doesn't feel as if, you know, it should, y'all should be, doing all of this, but y'all are the true heroes. Y'all are the true patriots. You are the true patriots. You understand what I'm saying? Like, y'all are the ones that always are, like, y'all are out here. Truck drivers, out here. You know what I'm saying? 
pharmacies out here, even though I don't think pharmacies really open, but you know, everybody needs their meds, right? But it's, it's particularly for nurses and um, particularly for nurses and doctors, it is it is a thing to just just give love and respect to y'all for real, for real, because y'all are the ones that's continuously putting this shit up the nose and continuously sitting here like, yo, this is this shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And in any event, it's just like um, we, we we just want to we just want to give you love and respect here, you know. And to all the essential workers out there that's that's working and you know. Um, really putting your lives on the line, you know, for this country. Um, I salute you. I love you. And you have my utmost respect. You have my utmost, period. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit cannot be that easy. It cannot be easy. You know what I'm saying? So just just sending y'all uh, love, encouragement, and all of that stuff. And prayers, of course, uh, in the near future. Uh, and strength, of course. Listen, my clown of the week, man. Clown of the week. Uh, this clown of the week, um, has been clowning for a long time. And this clown, um, is definitely known for his clown. Um, I'm gonna have to give it to Boosie Bannon, right? And the reason why I'm giving it to Boosie is because Boosie comes out on social media every time. It's not even about the comments of what he says. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, when you come out, every time Boosie gets online, right, he's always some type of faded, some type of drunk, some type of high, some type of something, but he's never sober, right? Never. And the thing about it is, Boosie says what the fuck comes to his mouth. You understand what I'm saying? And when it comes to a lot of people who don't, who don't know that culture and don't experience that culture, whether you whether it does and it doesn't matter your race or color like it's people who are black white blue green who have the same rhetoric and the same type of mentality as boosie how do i know i'm literally from the from the country you understand what i'm saying and i keep trying to tell people there is a under there is a difference there is a difference in culture you understand what i'm saying there is a whole totally different um, essence to what the culture means and what it brings. You understand what I'm saying? And down south culture, that shit right there, I had to tell some of my people. Like, when he said that, I wasn't surprised. You understand? When he said, like, you know, he got his boys at 13 to, to you know, he got got girls to give him head at, you know, get, get him head at 13 or something like that. I'm not surprised. It won't be my child. You understand what I'm saying? My mama never did that with me. You know what I'm saying? My dad never did that with me. Like, it would never happen. You know what I'm saying? But that type of rhetoric, that shit happens, right? It's a whole conversation of toxic masculinity that has to be broken down. You understand what I'm saying? And when you're uncomfortable, right, when things are very, very comfortable and when things are very, very safe and when you have people that agree with what you're saying, your rhetoric is going to stay the same. You're not going to want to change. You don't see that. That shit is like rape. You don't see that. That shit is detrimental to a young boy's mental. You understand what I'm saying? Growing up. So at that point, it's like, Boosie, I'm not surprised that you continue to sit here and say it, but you need to stop. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you need to stop. It just need it just need to just kill that noise. Because now you just you just saying shit to hear yourself talk. Like a lot of people at this point, at this point in the game, especially with this pandemic, this is really showing a lot of your true colors. And I mean black, white, blue, green, whatever. It is showing a lot of your true colors. I just talked about, I just gave Dr. Oz the fucking clown of the week because y'all are not sitting here literally thinking before fucking speaking. None of y'all, none of y'all fucking celebrities are sitting here thinking before you actually speak. And the thing is, you want sympathy from niggas. For what? You said the shit. So don't be mad. Listen here. Your mama gonna call you again. Okay? Boozy. Remember when your mama called you to tell you to shit your ass down and don't say nothing about nobody kid and shit like that? Your mama's going to call you again and say, sit your fuck ass down. Why are you doing all this shit? I don't get it. I don't get it. Here's the thing with me. I love my country rappers. Right? My hood country rappers. Blood, I love me some boozy dog. Boozy badass music. That's it. But your rhetoric, my nigga. The shit that you just be spitting out sometimes, all the time, it's just like, yo, chill the fuck out. That's some shit you say in the house. That's some shit that you say to your boys. Now you want to just splatter that shit out? I mean, that's cool. Because to me, I look at it as in a perspective where it's just bringing up a lot of black toxic masculinity that a lot of niggas ain't literally trying to see right now. You understand what I'm saying? Because people watching this live right now, or people listening to the sound of my voice, or people watching me on YouTube right now, can literally say like, yo, I got that happen to me. I did, and it was normal, right? That shit is normal. What we don't understand is arranged marriages in a lot of countries are normal, right? Now, I'm not justifying what the fuck he's doing, but at the same time, it's like, yo, are y'all really surprised by what Boosie said? It's just... You're clowning way too fucking much. You are clowning way too much. And at this point, it's like, yo, put the phone down. Because now everybody bored. Y'all don't have shit to do. You can't go to the club, get somebody to go and get an and get ass to shake on you. You can't throw money that you don't have, right? You can't sit here and buy bottles that you don't need, right? Now you're at the house, and all you can do is sit there and think. You know what? Sit in it. Everybody need to sit in all of they look, all they feelings right now. You see what I'm saying? Everybody just need to sit, shut up, and wait. Like that's what, like that's what it needs to be. Cause it's just too much clownery and too much foolishness out here. But y'all exposing yourselves. You understand what I'm saying? While a lot of people do agree with Boosie and then see a problem with it, it's a lot more that's just like, bro, come on, really? Like, really? But it's a lot of men, high-powerful men, right? Whether you're high-powerful or whether you're sitting here and you're, you're, you're the, you know, you're the local hood, nigga, it don't matter. It's a lot of y'all that have the same rhetoric. And don't, and we'll not sit here and admit that. And that's why, honestly, I kind of give Boosie a little credit because he's honest enough to say the shit, right? He's honest enough to say the shit. Whether you like it or not, he's honest. He gonna say what the fuck is on his mind. We may not like it, that's why he getting this clown. 
But at the same time, he's honest. A lot of you motherfuckers cannot even sit here and tell the T off the truth. You understand what I'm saying? So while we are attacking, while we sit here and attack Boosie, can you sit here and tell that shit? Can you sit here and be that honest? Right? Everybody backlashing him in the comments and everything. I get it. But can you be that honest? I always go back to that. Can you be that honest? I don't know. Right? Hmm. Don't know for me. Listen, um, biggest loser of the um, not biggest loser, hold on. The opinion talk of the week, um, second half of the show, what we're gonna talk about is future. I wanna talk about not future per se, right? But I wanna talk about black male feelings, right? Black male heartbreak, soothing black male heartbreak. Is that a thing? Right? As a man who has gotten his heart broken plenty of times. I just need to know how. How do we soothe our heartbreak? Because, and and it's a lot to break down in this, right? We're going to get into all of that. You understand what I'm saying? It's a lot. It's a lot. But let's get into the show. Uh, Let's talk Takashi 6ix9ine real quick. Um, So Takashi's out, right? And Takashi has not wasted time, right? Takashi is, you know, he done broke YouTube views and he done broke uh what is that um instagram views and or live views and everything and i'm like okay takashi i I really never liked your music never really liked you either but um the crazy thing is he has a post on a culture not the culture a culture and what that a culture is is the culture behind us right I see. I posted this picture on my Instagram because I need people to understand that um, millennials and Gen Zs have to be deferred. And I don't care what you gotta say. I said what I said. I posted what I posted. You understand what I'm saying? So let me read to you what I said. I said, listen. Let's just post real quick. You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody said, please stop confusing us millennials with Gen Zs. We are between 25-ish and 38-ish years old. Now, to all the ones that were born in 96, half of you 97s, I'll allow it. You know what I'm saying? I will allow it, right? Uh, but when it came to, like, half the other half of 97 past, yeah, okay? So, we as millennials started on Black Planet. Right? They started on the Facebook, the actual thing I'm streaming on, right? Mm-hmm. We had B2K, you know, Marianne, all of them, you know what I'm saying? They had mindless behavior. Mindless behavior, okay? We thought Pit My Ride was real. Now, the crazy thing is a lot of people did not understand that Pit My Ride wasn't real. It didn't get, it wasn't that real, guys, you know? I'm sorry to tell you. It wasn't, it, it got to a point where it just started to get fake. And I'm sorry to, I had to let a lot of people know that, you know, and it broke a lot of heart. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, we thought Pimp My Rob was real, right? They think the Kardashians are real. You know what I'm saying? That's them, right? We got our first cell phones in high school. You remember, you remember the sidekick, right? You remember the sidekick. You remember the nice little uh flip phone and everything like that like the razor and shit you know what i'm saying you can just you know what i'm saying hang up on a nigga like wow you know what i'm saying no problem 
they got tablets in eighth grade. And this is so true because literally while I was in college, in undergrad and damn near uh, my master's program, literally, literally, it was no more whiteboards, all motherfucking tablets. I'm like, how are y'all writing in cursive? Oh, no, we don't do that no more. What? Y'all don't write in cursive? I know my cursive writing is trash, but damn. We at least practice that shit. Crazy, right? Um, Here's another one. We have floppy disk and VHSs, right? I remember, I literally remember in class, right? We had, in, in my class, we kind of had like, to me, it was like advanced technology with the floppy disk, right? You save everything on that big ass disk. You understand what I'm saying? You make, you had to make sure that you saved your paper, right? Because if you did not save your paper, it's a wrap. It ain't coming back. It's gone. And it wasn't no cloud. It wasn't no, uh, um, no, um, excuse me. It wasn't no, um, no cumulus cloud, no stimulus cloud, no nothing up in that motherfucker. You understand what I'm saying? So now, you know what I'm saying? They have streaming, right? They have streaming. You can stream waiting to exhale, right? My mom has it on DVD. But why would I do that when I can just go to Apple TV and just pay for that bitch or rent it for $4.99? Just saying, right? We played outside. They played online, right? Now, as us generation, we literally, as millennials, had it kind of both ways. Because as me, I played also inside and outside. The game was a lot, was just as religious as going outside and playing basketball, hopscotch, everything like that, yada, yada, yada. Like getting that, getting that run in and everything like that. Like it was just as religious, right? Just know that we're different. We grew up in different times, in different eras, and we have different values. You understand what I'm saying? I've seen how young, like, yes, very different values. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's to the point where it's only a few, it's only a few Gen Zs, especially ones in my family that I know are going to be okay, right? Because they were raised by people that I know have great values, morals, standards. And when we talk about Takashi 69, he's a whole generation Z that don't have none of that shit. But you're an entertainer, right? Somebody asked me, like, I think somebody asked me, uh, how do, how, like, how is he not, you know, not, not whacked at this point? How is he not, like, just, you know, why is he not dead? I'm like, because when you still have shit on people, and probably on the government themselves, and you still have government protection. It's not a, it's not a, it's not an ankle locket to sit here and you know basically tell you you can't go nowhere. It's literally government protection, and you have person protection. Mind you, mind you, if you really gotta think, let's sit and think for a minute, right? Mind you, Takashi Six Nine. If you go and watch one of his, um, his latest interview with the Breakfast Club from a year ago. That man literally sat here and said on camera, he knows what he's doing, right? I never looked at none of, here's the thing about the Generation Z like Takashi 69. I never look at them as they're dumb. I look at them as very, 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 very intelligent motherfuckers. You understand what I'm saying? Very intelligent. They know how 
to play the systems to a T, right? They know how, they know what niggas want and they know what niggas need. You understand what I'm saying? Like, look at Takashi Six Nine. He saw it, right? You see it. You see niggas changing their hair color. You see him. You see hip hop coming more over to rap, and then rap coming over to mumble rap, and everything like that. You see the hair changing. You see the culture changing. What do you do? You exploit it. That's all he did. He exploited. He's still exploiting. He's exploiting every every person that goes on his live, exploiting your ass. Every person that watches his goob um, uh, uh, video on YouTube, exposed. Right? Now, you can pay for those as well. Don't get it twisted. And I don't know if he does that, but I, but to know the, the, the impact that he has, everybody wants to watch this man. Everybody. Now, I don't. I don't, I don't particularly care for him. But it, it, it gets to a point where everybody wants to watch it. Everybody wants to be a part of it now. You understand what I'm saying? And when you give just enough information to quote-unquote snitch, but also have it to where you can still make bank, you did your job. I can't be mad at boy. I can only just sit here and be like, damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, your music is trash. You're pretty trash. But you played this system very, very well. You played it. Now he's getting makeup done by Meg Thee Stallion's uh, makeup artists and shit like that. He got lace front wigs and shit. I don't know what happened to him in jail now. You know? But I just wish boy the best. You know what I'm saying? I hope I hope everything is good with him because it's, it's out. Like when I seen that boy get some makeup on his face, I said, is that, Meg, is that Jonathan? Is that Megan Thee Stallion's makeup artist? Cause you know they was they was quote unquote beefing, but I don't think they was beefing for real. And it was just like it was you know it was plastered everywhere for a minute. And I'm like, wait, ain't that that's a makeup? I was like, that's a that's a that's Megan Thee Stallion's makeup artist. And I'm like, I know you get makeup for the camera, right? Because you know the lights are hot and everything like that. So you gotta you know get some kind of foundation so you don't sweat on camera. But at the same time, bro, you was. Ooh, caked up. And he put the lace front wig on for you. Yeah, bro, I don't, I don't know. You know? I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm I'm really just trying to, trying to get it. That's all. You know? That's that's all I'm trying to do. I just, I just, I just want to get it. Or maybe it's not meant to get. Right? Maybe, maybe it's not meant for me to get. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's just me um, trying to figure out shit and, you know, wanting to um, just... I don't know, but I, I wish all the best to boy. You know what I'm saying? I wish him all the best, and yeah, man. He that's that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, Kevin Gates apparently, allegedly, uh, has a sex tape out. I don't know how many of you have watched it or if it's come across your your timelines as of late, but um, it hasn't come across mine, and I don't want to see it. Right? I'm I'm pretty okay with all uh, watching. Kept with not watching Kevin Gates. You understand what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, Kevin Gates literally had a uh, had something uh, going, and um, it's now plastered. Uh, seeing some of the comments, some of the comments were saying like, you know, wasn't too shabby. Uh, some people was like, this is really just not it, you know. And um, I don't know what it what it is when it comes to sex tapes nowadays, but y'all know, like, all y'all gotta do is just go on Pornhub and just add 
for a contract, right? Just go pour up. At that point, that's all you need to do. Why won't you just go on the hub? I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Why don't you just go on the hub and just get it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, Kevin DeGates out here just, you know, getting this swinging and hanging. I feel it. Go ahead, brother. Uh, Bezos. Jeff Bezos is on track to be a trillionaire by 2026. Now, um, Jeff Bezos is, of course, the owner, founder of uh, Amazon. Um, Amazon is probably, I don't even want to say probably, it's, pro- it's, it's literally one of the, if not the wealthiest companies uh, in the world right now. Um, even as we're in this pandemic, as we speak, there are people working at Amazon. How I know? My mom works at Amazon, right? So, um, here's the thing. I'm not surprised that Jeff Bezos is on track to be a, uh, a millionaire. Or, I'm sorry, a trillionaire, um, because of how this pandemic is, is, is coming about, right? Everything everything was basically closed, right? But if you think about it, when the, when the pandemic first hit America, everything was closed but online shopping. You understand what I'm saying? And everybody, if, if, if you're watching me right now, you know. Like, everybody was on the wave of getting, um, literally getting online shipping in, right? So literally, you know, uh, Shade Room, Target, Walmart, you know, all the big name brands, you know, they having sales, you know, even small businesses like myself having great sales and everything like that. So on top of that, USPS, uh, UPS, Amazon, FedEx, all of them, they have, they have not stopped. They have continued to keep pushing and moving. Those are probably some of the companies, including the social media giants, that continue to gain revenue. You understand what I'm saying? And I would not be surprised if the government looked at them and was like, hey, can we get a loan? And be like, ah, I already paid you taxes. That's sick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like um, at this point, I'm not surprised. Um, Jeff Bezos, to me, is really just not thinking about a lot of the employees right now. Um, mostly all of his employees with a lot of protests and Amazon going. But I also understand that people need the money. People need to work. People need to um, feed their children, feed their families. And Amazon has a lot of benefits and bucks for that. So it's like, it's hard to sit here and say, yeah, I don't like Jeff Bezos. You know, I don't like him. I don't even know him for real. But it's just the just the perception of what you're doing right now, you know, putting a lot of lives in jeopardy um, for a check, you know what I'm saying, is kind of just, eh, you know what I'm saying, it, it shows the morality. And I always said, like, when during this pandemic, a lot of people, we're, we're going to be judged a lot on how we give and, and, and how our energy and morality is going to come out of this. You understand what I'm saying? How are we... Um, internally are we being more selfless or selfish you understand what i'm saying are we being more um community oriented or are we just being individually oriented are we just thinking about ourselves or are we thinking about the next person you understand what i'm saying and for me when it came to jeff bezos it wasn't it's raining y'all excuse me it did not feel as if jeff was trying to do the best thing for his employees 
but more so for the company. And when you're in a business like that, you do think about the money like that. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it is it is the workers, right, that continuously get those packages out. Yeah, you got drones and everything like that, but that's not that's that's not happening in all states, in all cities. You know what I'm saying? That's only happening in a few maybe few cities. I don't I, maybe here in the U.S. and outside of the country. You know what I'm saying? So at this point in the game, um, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, he has a business that is literally um, loved by everyone. Right. Everyone uses Amazon. Everyone. So when you have that, it's just like I'm not surprised that he's about to be uh, a trillionaire. You know, the system has literally just I think what we have to understand is like what we, or what we have to continuously learn is our system. Right. I think we in this moment of just sitting and, you know, complaining about the government and things really understand the government system right now. Right. Really, really, like, sit down and, like, try to put pieces together and everything. And if you can't put them together, you found it. You understand the system of government because their their pieces are not even congruent to even match like a puzzle. You understand what I'm saying? So they're always going to have pieces around, right? So I'm not surprised that Jeff Bezos is on track to be a trillionaire by 2026. I think it's, it's going to be in the next, like, three, four years, right? But, um before 2026 but uh when you decide to not really you know put when you decide to put your business in yourself first and not the people in the back of you that have held you up and grew your business you understand what i'm saying to what it is today um i feel like you're going to lose a lot and when you take a loss i don't want to hear tears the, the typical white the typical white tears I don't want to hear those I don't want to see those right because you had an opportunity to literally do something for your people right hell even had them come in half days you know what I'm saying hell have them some type of compromise a, a lot of things during this pandemic have a have been a lot more proactive I mean reactive than proactive and that's just not here in Grand Rapids but that's just period around the country. A lot of things have been a lot of reactive and proactive. And for me, like I said to y'all on the After Dark, like with all the stimulus checks and everything, you know, going into the, the, the Democratic bill, it's like, um, you know, there are more stimulus checks coming out, you know, loans is getting forgiven and everything like that. And that's great. I'm here for it. Right. I'm here for it because people um need those stimulus checks hell i need a stimulus check you feel what i'm saying but at the same time um i always know that it's somebody who has it worse than me and that's what keeps me going you understand what i'm saying that's what keeps my mind um focused on my purpose and what i got going on you understand what i'm saying because even with this new bill that's coming out that's three trillion dollars you know like i said st- new new stimulus packages coming out you know, loan forgiveness up to $10,000 or $10,000, right? You know, all of these things that's coming out for people. This is, this, and, and a lot of people will sit here and tell you, like, well, the government had to wait, the government had to wait. You're, and those people are probably the, the ones that don't fuck with the GOV, period. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, them the ones that probably don't fuck with it. Here's the thing for me. I never really gave the government a chance, and I probably won't probably give them 
the chance or opportunity for real, for real. You know, the only thing that they've done for me is pay for my college, right? That's that's cool. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? That was our partnership, right? But um, at the end of the day, it's like they were, when the government is reactive, everything else that falls under it is very reactive, right? When, and, and it was a domino effect when, you know, 45 and his administration and House and everybody was just scrambling and shit. That's how it felt down here, too, as, as soon as it happened. You know what I'm saying? So when we come up with this new bill or this Democratic bill um, that probably they had sent in the tuck for a minute, but now just got passed by the House, um, it's refreshing to know that people are going to get the, this money. You know what I'm saying? And what I suggest, I'm not trying to be your father and tell you what to do, but what I suggest, especially I know when I get mine, is literally just pay off shit right pay off shit that you need to pay off pay off some shit that you know will boost your credit you know what i'm saying that you so you can get that house when this shit is over so you can get that car when that shit is over so you can get that new phone when that shit is when this shit is over you feel what i'm saying because you sitting on like 12 2400 depending on what you're getting you sitting on that and you just buying the same shit if you still doing the same shit with your money you know what I'm saying? If you still doing the same shit with that stimulus package, now you still gonna do the same shit with you know when you don't have it when this shit is over. So make it easy on yourself. Pay a bill or two, right? Pay a bill or two. Make it easy on yourself. Try to make try to get it out, right? Get it out the way because you know this this. This is this is history happening right now. Y'all understand that? This is history happening right now. We're going to tell our kids about this. Grandkids, great-grandkids about this shit. Yeah, we lived through COVID. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? The government was doing all of this shit, you know? So, man, it's a lot, man. It's definitely a lot. Like, this Democratic bill is going to help a lot of people. Um, but it is definitely a lot in the process as well. Uh, Luda and Nelly. Let's discuss shall we shall we discuss it let me go let me go to the interactions real quick we have to discuss this you understand what i'm saying we have to discuss um here's the thing right oh lordy 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 okay uh so luda and nelly decided that they wanted to go and do a live together right versus i was excited Excited for this Luda Nelly versus, right? <laughs> the Luda Nelly versus was one of those verses that <laughs> it was hilarious, funny, and so Teddy Riley babyface, right? Here's the thing. Nelly started off as Teddy Riley in this thing, right? He started off as the immense Teddy Riley in this thing. And decided, and and really his, and decided to have his Wi-Fi acting up. Now I know he didn't decide, but he had the jankiest Wi-Fi ever. He literally like was just, it was just bad, you know. Um, and we had another Zoom party. You feel what I'm saying? We had another Zoom party for it. And literally, the fact of the matter is, like, yo, what? I need older folks, right? Right. If you don't know social media. And you're older. Listen to me. If you don't know, 
I need everybody to tag anybody that's li- anybody that's listening to me right now, whether it's the sound of my voice or you're looking at me. You need to let your older folks know this now. And I mean 40 and above because obviously y'all just can't do it. If you cannot handle or work social media ads for some damn help, Police. Okay? It is so sickening to see y'all struggling with this shit. And then y'all have the young buck in there struggling, trying to get this shit together too. I'm like, how? How? How are you struggling this hard? How are you struggling? Why is your why do you have Xfinity Wi-Fi in your house? What is wrong with your Wi-Fi? And then Nelly got so drunk that he started playing songs that we didn't even know. We didn't, we didn't even know. I'm sitting here like, where's Dilemma? Where's Air Force One? Okay. I'm saying I'm trying to sit here. I'm going down, down, baby. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to get into all of that. You know, Luda's sitting here playing all his hits, right? He playing, he playing, shake your money, make it yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to understand. Right? I was so mad. Like, everybody on our little Zoom party was like, why is Nelly not playing? Cause it, and it was because he had liquor in a Kane's cup. Right? The chicken fly. Right? Literally. You understand what I'm saying? And that's why, I, first of all, that's why I fucked with that whole live. They were so country and so real niggas. I fucked with it so heavy. But it was like, honestly, even though I fucked with it, it was the worst verses I've seen so far. It was the worst one between them and Teddy Riley and Babyface. Oh man, all the echo and with Teddy and then all the freezing and shit with uh with Nelly and shit and then his music was low. He was yelling in the screen, but <laughs> it was like he was yelling and you can see him yelling, <laughs> right? You can see him yelling, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is he couldn't even. His, his his IG was so low <laughs> that he's sitting there like, hey, 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 you hear me, Bob? You hear me? Hey, hey, dog. Hey, you, hey, you hear me? But he sounded like this. Like, he is super low. And I'm like, this nigga need to get back. Out of, out of, out of it, it was, it, it was okay. Uh, versus it wasn't it wasn't the best one. It was the it was probably my worst one compared with Teddy Riley and, and Babyface. And here's the thing: as an R and B junkie, as an R and B fanatic, you know what I'm saying. The best one for me so far has been Jill Scott and Erica Badu. I we we literally stayed through that for the whole entire three hours. Great energy. Not saying that Luda and Nelly didn't have great energy because them niggas was turning up. However, however, Nelly got way too drunk, <laughs> way too fast. <laughs> he got way too drunk, way too fast, and didn't and didn't just play hits, man. He was playing shit that we just didn't know. We like, uh, and then and then Luda. Here's the thing, Luda. I have to come at your head just a little bit, right? Luda, um, when he left. And you started to play your new hits, right? Everybody in the comments, including me, was like, uh, next. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody in the comments, including myself, was like, uh, next. Don't start. He kept starting the damn song over, right? When Nelly, when Nelly and them couldn't, um, couldn't get it together, literally just starting the whole damn song over. I'm like, yo, don't start this new song over, bro. We in the, we in our Zoom party, like, he's starting it over. He's starting it over. What the hell? We don't need that. All right, we we just we just did it. You know what I'm saying? But it, it was a. I think a lot of people were let down. I think a lot of people were let down. Listen, one of my sisters in the Zoom, she she literally came with the big ass bandaid on and she. She literally came with the band-aid on the cheek. I started to die. <laughs> That's how you know people was in here ready. You know what I'm saying? And man, it it just it just wasn't hitting. It just wasn't hitting, man. I don't I feel bad. It just wasn't hitting. You know? Just it just I was really excited for that one because I love country rapping. I love country rap, right? Like, country rap has always been my favorite type of rap. So, it's just like, or hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've always loved it. So, it's just like, yo, this was something that I was looking forward to as a fan of both of y'all. You know what I'm saying? As a fan of Luda and Nelly. My mama even called me talking about, you know that? I was like, mom, what's up? You, you okay? She called me like, you know uh, Nelly and Luda on live. She was watching. She was ready. And I'm like, well, mama, come get your gangster husband and tell him to come uh, get his live together. She's like, don't you be talking about my man like that. Don't you be talking about my man. I'm like, you know what? Go. <laughs> get phone. <laughs> get phone. Okay. Get phone. Uh, but, but that shows you how much people were really, really in tune with, you know, ready to be uh, in this Nelly and uh, Luda uh versus but yeah it just it just didn't work it just it just didn't it just didn't work out I, I was very i was very um upset about that uh here's the thing guys we're gonna take a five minute break and we will be back it's the opinionated brother podcast with your boy Devonte episode 129 and we will be back peace love and hair care what's going on everybody and welcome back to the opinionated brother podcast with your boy Devante, episode 129. We are back and back again. You feel what I'm saying? Listen, we are back with the opinionated topic of the week. Um, and we are talking soothing black men's broken hearts, man. I don't know what it is, man. Um broken, broken hearted black men. That's a that's now that's a that's a that's a topic, right? And when I decided to go with this topic, it was a topic that um, was very kind of near and dear to me because I've, of course, been a black man that has been um, very broken, right? Um, and when it comes to that, like, well, brokenhearted, I want to say, I don't want to say broken, right? But brokenhearted for sure. And as black men, I don't think we take a lot of the necessary uh, coping mechanisms, right coping mechanisms to understand heartbreak, to actually feel what heartbreak looks like, to actually understand that we can get our heart broken. We're not just the heartbreakers, 
right? Um, I think particularly as black men, we are solely looked at as providers, you know what I'm saying? You know, strong, provide. We're not, we're not supposed to show that type of emotion, you know what I'm saying? However, right, to that, um, I think at the same time, uh, there has to be, has to be, there has to be a, 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 a balance in which, how can I say, in which we have to understand, we have to come to an understanding of literally understanding ourselves and understanding the traits that we cope with when we go through heartbreak. You understand what I'm saying? Um, so I think what got me into this conversation particularly was um, Future, in a way. Uh, because if you listen to a lot of his recent music, um, and this doesn't just go for Future, right? This goes for a lot of my black men who are hurting, right? Um, from from heartbreak, right? Whether whether you fucked up or not, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not. There's no judgment here. So whether you fucked up or not, whether you the one to sit here and fuck up the relationship, or whether she was the one to fuck up the relationship, it doesn't matter. Black men go through heartbreak. You understand what I'm saying? And the coping mechanisms that we use to filter that heartbreak, I think can hurt us in the long run. Um, and I think that needs to be addressed. I think it needs to be said. I think it needs to be actually heard. You know what I'm saying? Um, so in a sense, you know, they were talking about Lori Harvey and, you know, you, you know, he was saying something about Lori Harvey and his, uh, uh, <clears throat> his song and everything. And I just started to think like, do we as black men, first of all, do we just, do we actually sit here and sit in our heartbreak or do we just keep moving? Right, because as black men, when we when we get through heartbreak, what we're what we're taught is that we just you know suck it up and we just keep moving. You understand what I'm saying? Just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Because we shouldn't we shouldn't be able, we we shouldn't be thinking about that. You understand what I'm saying? That like that that shouldn't be something we feel. That's just a that's just a back burner. We got to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And I think what happens is when you continuously move and move and move, you don't know how you're moving. You understand what I'm saying? Um, because then we start to give that energy, which is very negative, very broken. And I don't think men understand that when you honestly are in a broken hearted, broken space, you have to take that time to get yourself together. Understand, like, let me say that again. When you are broken hearted, right? And this just goes for anybody at this point, right? For right now. When you are broken hearted, you need to give yourself the opportune amount of time and space to heal, right? You have to give that opportune, that, that, that time and space to heal yourself. Now, everybody has their different copes, right? Whether it's sex, whether it's drinking, whether it's drugs, everybody has their different copes. When it comes to more black men, we go for the sex and we go for most like drinking or whatever. Right. Or we go for the weed or we go for the for something that does not allow that. So we don't have to feel because we don't want to feel that pain. You understand what I'm saying? Because for so long we were told not to show our emotions. So when we are feeling. When we are feeling now, when we are sitting here being able to now. Um, 
feel this pain, this pressure? What is this? What what is what is happening right now? Um, we don't know what to do with that. You understand what I'm saying? We don't know what to do with that. You don't you don't know how to move with that. You don't know what you should do with that. You don't know what kind of feeling this is. You know what I'm saying? Like you just don't know, right? And for me personally, I was I was I was so benefit. I was so blessed and uh, benefited with a mom who allowed me with an OG that allowed me to show my emotions, right? That allowed me to understand my emotions. That allowed me to cry if need be. That allowed me to be vulnerable when need be. Not all the time. Right. Because she also told me, listen, the world is not like this. Right. That the world is not like me. You know, compassion is strong. You understand what I'm saying? The world is is fucked up and it, it would eat you up and it spit you out. It would leave you broken hearted. And it was just like, damn. Right. And here's the thing. It does not have to be just a broken heart from a relationship. My black men. You understand what I'm saying? When we get let down. We don't think that's that's not getting hurt, but we we we're, we're hurt inside. You understand what I'm saying? And we find ways, other ways of trying to cope with that hurt, right? We try to find new ways of just trying to cope, trying to sit here and just not feel anything. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to sit here and be in this. You know, henceforth, sex. A lot of men use sex for coping. I know that hit a lot of chest real hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know that hit a lot of chest real hard. But a lot of people are using sex to cope. Right? To sit here and try to understand why shit happened the way it happened through another. When in all actuality, you're really now fucking up this one and that one and the other one because you don't know how to get your emotions in check. And as a black man, the black man, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care who's watching, who's listening, it's valid. Your feelings are valid. You understand what I'm saying? Understand that your feelings are valid. Do you hear me? Right? Your feelings are valid. I want to say that one more time because I, mm, your feelings are valid. Whatever you feel is valid. You understand what I'm saying? That is valid shit. You feel me? So, understand, black men, that it is okay to sit here and feel. That it is okay to sit here and cry. Now, a lot of black men will uh, not even go down that route. That's fine. But we have to find healthy, healthy, new, healthy ways of coping that will help us grow, help us to understand, and help us to find peace. Any type of peace, right? Because like I said, transferring of energy is real. And when you sit here and you continuously fuck, 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 you continuously drink, 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 drink. You continuously 
um, do drugs and everything like that, you are literally trying to just just bring everything down into a box and lock that thing. But what you don't understand is literally every time you succeed, every time, a little bit of that emotion out that box comes out, comes out until you deal with it. And that's the thing as men, we do not like to deal with it. That's the man up shit. You understand what I'm saying? You have to be man enough to deal with your emotions. How can you even fathom dealing with a woman's emotions when you can't even deal with yours? Let me say that again. Hello. How can you even fathom? You understand what I'm saying? Man, I can't take this. Of course, because you don't even know you, bro. You don't even know what you like and you don't like. You understand what I'm saying? If I ask somebody right now, if I ask a black man right now, what do you like? Oh, man, I like... Uh, the the, pro, the the most the most accurate answer that I would probably say is I like I like some pussy I like some titties not even just trying to be stereotypical but literally that'll probably be the answer that I get from most of them yeah we get some books and some reading and some all of this shit and everything blah 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 but at the end of the day right most of the most black men will go that route but that's not about, that's not all it's about though. You understand what I'm saying? That's not what it's all about. Right? So when black men literally experience heartbreak, I can I can literally tell you um, my heartbreak moments, right? When I experienced my first heartbreak, it was tough. It's fucking tough. I tried to do shit that wasn't me. Tried to be a thug, wasn't me. Tried to sit here and, you know, um, what did I do? I put fucking lines in my eyebrows wasn't me you know what i'm saying i was doing shit that wasn't me coping trying to find shit because we don't have ways we're told to just i'll oh, just let it go well what if i'm feeling away right how do i have how do i how do i cope with that right when i went mm, this is going to be a deep one and excuse me um when me and my ex when when me and my ex definitely one of my exes when when one uh, when me and my ex back in college literally decided to get an abortion with our child right that shit was painful that shit was pa- it's still painful to this day because if y'all knew what the roles were it was so reversed I wanted it she didn't. Right? She was ready too. She it was off the flip. No conversation, no communication, no nothing. And that was heartbreaking for me. So how does a man deal with abortion? Heartbreak, right? In this in the form of abortion. How do you deal with that type of heartbreak? You understand what I'm saying? How do you deal with that? So it's like you're telling me not only society. But my black women are telling me, right? Not now, right? There are a lot of you that that want us to show emotion, and I appreciate that. But there's still, there's still this rhetoric out here that black men should not show their emotions. Black men don't have to, and that's fine. You can believe whatever you want to, but at the end of the day, you're gonna have to stop doing all the coping bullshit that's gonna continue to make you fall down in the cracks, man. Here's the thing: I want all my black men to succeed. 
I want black men, black people, period, to succeed, but particularly my black men, right? I want y'all to succeed. I want to see y'all flourish. I want to see y'all win. But can we, can we be men enough to sit here and do it for ourselves first? Like, I get it. I get it. But at this point in time, how can you give? How can you even be able to cherish, love somebody when you can't even do it for yourself? That's all I'm saying. If you can't even be, we are expecting the woman to sit here and mend our broken hearts. We are expecting other people to sit here and do the job that we need to do. And that's scary. That's scary. That's scary to sit here and know that I have to sit here and tend to all of these wounds here. Wow. Black women do it all the time. Oh, well, black women, well, women, women should be doing it. No, brother. You should be able to sit here and consciously sit down and have an opportunity to sit here and literally try to understand, try to understand everything that's coming out or literally everything that you're holding in. You understand what I'm saying? Like it is it is so difficult because I'm a man who is unconventional. I love to feel what I'm feeling, but it's hard. You understand what I'm saying? It is hard to be, you know, be in, in your feelings, you know what I'm saying? Because you like you don't want to be, right? Because that's not what you're told. You know, you sometimes revert back to the old, but then you just see, like, yo, me being me, me being this, me. Having the ability to sit here and look with look with inside myself and and allow myself to literally pick up the pieces, you know what I'm saying? Pick up the pieces, right? And literally just put together my heart again. You understand what I'm saying? Like when you're when you're at that point, you can do that. We haven't been taught to do that. We haven't been showed how to do that. I've literally just went on the flow, right? There's been times where I've coped. And it ain't been the best way to cope. You understand what I'm saying? It's not. But in learning through that, I try to find better ways. And if that's just meaning sitting there and just crying and just letting it out, you understand what I'm saying? Or going for a run or just whatever. You need to be able to cope in healthy ways, black men. So after a heartbreak, because heartbreak is real. Black male heartbreak is real. And I need my black men to understand that, feel that, acknowledge that. You understand what I'm saying? That's the biggest thing. I don't think as black men we acknowledge the fact that we are heartbroken, right? We don't acknowledge that fact about us. We can sit here and be like, oh, yeah, we good. We straight. But but women know, particularly our black women, they know what's up. You know what I'm saying? They know that we not feeling it. They know when we not, we, we, we just not, you know, here with it. They know. You understand what I'm saying? So when is the time that we do some work for us, right? When is the time that we we, 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 we get it, right? When is the time that we sit here and, and try to understand ourselves? 
you know, because so many of y'all will sit here and throw excuses out of my face and be like, man, you know, I don't got the time. Those are excuses, bro. At this point in time right now, we have it. We have it. We have it. We have the time. We have the time to sit here and actually try to get ourselves um, and try to change, maybe shift, right? Don't stop, but shift, right? We have the time. You understand what I'm saying? You have time to maybe change or maybe shift your rhetoric or maybe shift your thinking into a different type of mind state. You have time for that. I'm tired of black male excuses coming at one way or another. Bro, do what you need to do for yourself and for yours. You understand what I'm saying? The, the, the thing about us is we put everything before us, right? We put every, I mean, yeah, we put everything before us, right? That's a lot of black, that's a black people problem, period. We put a lot of things before ourselves and particularly for black men. It's time that you sit here and take time for you, bruh. And I'm not just talking about you going to the club and, you know, getting some ass shook on you. No, I'm really talking some real work, some real inward work. And nobody is really thinking about doing some inward work on themselves. Nobody. Black men or women, for real. You know what I'm saying? Prove me wrong. Prove me all the way wrong. Because for me personally, I'm always trying to get that self-work together. I'm always trying to better myself because for me, it's not about me anymore. You understand what I'm saying? When you know it's not about you anymore, you want to do better for not only yourself, but for everybody that got your back. They got a hand on your back pushing you up. You understand what I'm saying? Lifting you up. You have it. So all I'm saying is, understand your heartbreak, black man. Acknowledge your heartbreak, right? Communicate your heartbreak. You understand what I'm saying? Because we're very bad communicators. Communicate your heartbreak. And then sit in it and then love on it. You understand what I'm saying? Move forward on it. Repair it. It's going to take time. Heartbreak just doesn't, you know, repair in 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 two fucking days. You understand what I'm saying? And I need people to understand that. That's just a universal statement. I need people to understand that heartbreak does not just just get over. It it it, it just doesn't um, remold after um after like two days. You have to put in the work. You have to understand patience. You have to be ready to sit there and sit in it. You have to be ready. Or if you're not ready, trust me, the big OG upstairs will get your ass ready. I'm just letting you know what's up. So all I'm saying to you, to anybody out there, particularly to my black men who are listening, who are watching, your voices, your feelings are valid. Understand those. Acknowledge those. Acknowledge that you have heartbreak. Acknowledge that you've been broken hearted. Acknowledge that communicate that stop being so fucking shy stop being so hard on the outside and so fucking soft on the inside because that's how most of us are trust me trust me we are so hard asses on the outside but when we get that right one we are so softies we literally get the broken pandora's box literally comes out you understand what i'm saying pandora's box literally comes out everything in that box so I need y'all to be vulnerable to the right people. 
You understand what I'm saying? Because I understand black male vulnerability. And when we be when we get to a vulnerable spot, it is hard. You understand what I'm saying? It is hard. It is a lot to literally be vulnerable with people because we're not there. But when we start to be vulnerable, literally be vulnerable, be open with people that you trust and that you love, that have your best interest at heart, that give it to you 100%, no cap. You understand what I'm saying? Those people, whether those are your brothers, your sisters, your girlfriend, your wife, you know what I'm saying? Those are the people that you need to have around you when you have any type of hurt or heartbreak because you need to acknowledge those feelings. You need to sit in it. You need to say, you know what, this wasn't right. You know what, I'm, I'm hurting. You understand what I'm saying? You need to say that. Because once you acknowledge it, it's so much easier to move forward. Trust me. So much. Um, listen, I love everybody for coming in. Thank you for tuning in and everything. Uh, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are on Facebook Live, of course. Um, we are on uh, Twitter and uh, uh, Instagram at T-O-B underscore underscore podcast. That's T-O-B double underscore P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And then we are at on Facebook, The Opinionated Brother Podcast. All right. Listen, make sure that you also follow us on any uh, streaming platform that you listen to podcasts or music from. That could be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, or you can listen to us on or, or iHeartRadio, or you can listen to us on my website at www.tyronwithooks.com. That is www.tyronwithooks.com forward slash the opinionated brother. All right. Listen, if you would also like to um, sponsor or collab or be an advertising partner with our network and with our uh great podcast family over here please hit us up on my website as well you can go to the advertising partners page and fill out a form and i will get back to you in the uh, next two business days all right i love you guys continue to stay safe out here um if you're in the grand rapids area it continue to kind of stay in it's right it's been raining like all day um so peace love hair grease i love y'all love to the world peace love have a good day